once a year, and only once a year, I, I take the opportunity uh, to share with you about uh, our vision as a church, who we are, uh, where we've been as a church, and where, by God's grace, uh, you know, we plan to go. So if you're a guest today, this is a great Sunday uh, to come because you get to hear the heartbeat of the pastor, what, uh, what's on my heart, what I'm excited about, and where I see the Lord leading us in 2015. Uh, and beyond. I hope today that after I share this message with you that you are informed, but you are also encouraged uh, by what you hear. I know there's so much bad news and so many horrific, catastrophic things that are happening. I know that your heart is broken and my heart is broken over the events of this just this past week and what is happening in Paris, France, and really things like that are, are happening all over this world, and it causes us concern and grief, and, and if we're not careful, it'll cause us to even be fearful. But, but I'm so glad today that we, we serve a God, an awesome God that is in control. Our Lord is amazing. He is awesome, and our faith and our trust is in Him. So we do not fear the most defiled, the most evil that the devil can come up with. We know that our God is, is greater. So today I hope you're encouraged. I hope that you're blessed. I hope that you're feeling better than I am physically, but I am just glad uh, that you're here today and I get to share uh, this message with you. It's not an all-inclusive message, by the way. It's not a message that's going to cover all the things exhaustively that we have been doing as a church and what we plan to do. But keep this thought in mind. I, there's a passage of Scripture in 1 Thessalonians 2, 8. You ever read a passage of Scripture, and you know, the Lord just really grabs your heart and your mind, and you, and you just can't wait to talk about it, to share about it, because the Lord has spoken so powerfully to you. And this has happened to me a number of times over this past, really over the last few weeks and months, is this 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 passage. And it's a passage that I'm going to expound upon and share more in the next hour with our Bible Life group. Uh, our leadership, but I want to just give you a little bit of, of this text and, and just may God speak to you and encourage you when it says, we loved you so much, the Apostle Paul writes, that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. And that's the New Living uh, a translation. The Apostle Paul has planted this church in Thessalonica in 2004. I had the opportunity to, to go to this city there on the Aegean Sea. What a beautiful a picturesque city it is. And the Apostle Paul, he went there in the AD 50s, and he preached the gospel, and he planted a church there. And then he goes to Corinth, and he looks back, and he writes to this church there at Thessaloniki, and he says, I'm so grateful to God that I had the, the pristine honor and privilege of preaching God's good news to you, and you believed. You believed in the gospel that Christ has come, and He died for our sins. He was buried. He arose from the dead, and He is alive forevermore, and you posited your faith and trust in that story. You believed in that, and Paul says, I'm so honored to have shared that with you, and now I want you to know I'm also very honored to have shared my very life with you. And one of the basic axioms of Christianity that I, that I think oftentimes we forget as a church in the 21st century is that Yes, we are to proclaim the gospel, and that is why we are here. We're not a country club. We're not a, a social club. We are a church, and we have a very definitive message, and the message is the message of all messages. It is the message that the Creator, awesome God of the universe, the God who created us, 
He fashioned us in our mother's womb. He allowed us to be born, and He sent His Son to die for us. He arose from the dead for us, and we have forgiveness of sin. What a message. And we get to believe that, and we get to share that message. But here's the part I think we often forget, where Paul says, yes, we have this great message, but you know what? I share my life with you. What does that mean? What does it mean when Paul says, yeah, I gave you the gospel, but I also gave you my life? I think it means he gave them their time. He gave them his resources, his time, his energy, his effort. They had koinonia and fellowship with one another. They they did life or they enjoyed doing life with one another. And I believe that's a wonderful template. I believe it's a wonderful example for the church in every generation, in every city scattered across this globe, that we would be strong in the proclamation of the gospel. And unashamedly, listen, my dear friends, we need to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because there is a great void and a chasm in this world. And if we don't share the message of love, I promise you, there are those who will share a message of hate, and it will capture the hearts and minds of people, and people will be deceived. And the next thing you know, they think they're doing God a favor by blowing you up and blowing me up. Listen, the heart of man and the mind of man is an empty vacuum, and it will be filled. It will be filled with a message of hope, a message of love, a message of compassion that we have or it will be shared, it will be filled with a message of self and a message of, of hatred. Well, there's a lot more in that text I want to share. And if you're a Bible life teacher or if you're involved in leadership here at Great Hills, I'm going to share a little bit more with you. We'll probably get out, I don't know when you'll get out, maybe the second half, third quarter. By then, the Cowboys would just be romping and tearing it up. You know what I'm saying? They'd just be so. I know y'all are thinking about it, so might as well go ahead and address it. You know, one of my brothers came up to me and said, you are going to let us out a little early, right? And I said, sure, always let us out early at Great Hills. <laughs> yeah, right. So, no, I, I do have some things that are just near and dear to my heart. I want to share these with you. And here's the outline of the message today. We're going to look at who we are as a church. And not just who churches are in general, but who we are at 10,500 Jollyville right here in north central Austin, Texas. Who are we as Great Hills, the 60-plus-year-old church here in the heart of the city? Secondly, I want to take a look back. (coughs) I want to look from whence we came. I want to look at 2014 and and just celebrate some of the milestones and and some of the victories and some of the great things that we saw God do. And by the way, unashamedly, I'm, I'm proud. I There's a good pride and there's a bad pride. The pride that I'm talking about, it's not an oxymoron. It is a good pride. It's a pride where you say, God, thank you. And it's a humbling thing where, God, you allowed us to touch a lot of people's lives. God, you allowed Great Hills Baptist Church to do some amazing things, not only in the city of Austin, but in the state of Texas, in the continent of North America, and even to the uttermost parts of the earth. This church has done some amazing things. And I just want to go back through some of those and celebrate, commemorate uh, some of those with you. And then thirdly and finally, I want us to take just a little time and cast the vision forward. Where do we see ourselves going as a radiant church here in the city of Austin and, and beyond? So those are the three points I want to share with you. You pray with me as a group of men <coughs> already prayed for me this morning that uh, I, I, I would not be a hindrance to you with, with this cough and with all this congestion. I'm so glad in heaven 
there are no allergies. Can I get an amen? There, there is no sickness, no pain in heaven. Thank you, Lord. So who are we? We are a church. Unashamedly, we are a, a body of believers who gather around some central tenets, some foundational truths that we see espoused and taught in the Word of God. We are a church that believes that Jesus Christ is the only hope for the world. He is the Savior of mankind, the Messiah. We are a group of people who believe that and cherish that. We are a people who believe it is our responsibility to not only live it out, but also uh, to share it with as many people as we can. Some of the catchphrases of Great Hills Baptist Church are words like multi-ethnic or multi-nationality. When you look around at Great Hills, you'll see people literally from all over the globe. One of my favorite Sundays over the 2014, we're sitting in our new members class, and we had people literally from, it was astounding, people from all over the planet, Africa and Asia. And it was, it was just amazing to see this multi-ethnic, multi-national group that God has given us. Also, we're multi-generational. If you'll look around, you'll notice that you're singing with people who are older than you. And you're singing with people who are much younger than you. Uh, my, my vision for Great Hills is not to compartmentalize us and separate us and segment us out. I want us to be together. I want grandparents singing with their grandchildren. And I know this is a very unpopular conviction to have in the 21st century in America. Because I know most churches are compartmentalized, they're sectionalized, and the old folks just go over there and leave us alone. And you young people get loud and proud all you want, just leave us alone. And we're going to do it just the way we wanted it. No, I don't, I don't see the, the scripture like that. I want us to all be uh, together, multi-gen, multi-ethnic, and radiant. What does it mean to have a, a radiance about us? Our theme verse is Ephesians 5, 27. I've been sharing this four and a half plus years now as your pastor that we want to be a radiant church. And here's the text in Ephesians 5, 27. The Apostle Paul says, and to present her. Now the antecedent for her is the church. Okay, keep that in mind. Present the church to him, to Christ, as a radiant church. Doxa is the Greek word. It means to to emit lights of, of ray, to be radiance, to be joyful, to have this exuberance. And, and Paul says that's our goal. We, we want to so live life and be a people that to our king, to the founder, the originator of the church, Jesus, we want to be able to present to him this body of Christ, this group of people. No, we're not perfect. We are very imperfect, and we have our foibles, we have our spiritual freckles and warts and all, and we're not perfect, but our desire is to be perfect. We, we want to be like Christ, and we want to present ourselves in such a way, there it is, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but we want to be holy, and we want to be blameless and different as we present ourselves to the Lord. As a radiant church, uh, we, do, we do some things, and I'm grateful to God that we are doing these things well. First of all, radiance we shine. A light, a bulb, the sun, a star, they shine. They emit rays. And, and so the first way we shine is we shine upward in our worship. We make a lot about worship at Great Hills. Not only the collective, corporate, come together with joy and raising our hands and singing our praise to God. And that is important. And by the way, we do that every Sunday, at, at least at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, and that's important. But we also want to focus and accentuate worship on an individual level, meaning that 
Every day you worship God. You spend some time with Him in your scriptures. You, you pray to Him. You, you sing praise to Him. You, you just enjoy being a worshiper 24-7 so that church is not so much an event. That you come and you say, well, I checked that off. I've got my worship done. Now that I can just go ahead and do life and just kind of get back to the basics of life. No, worship, you come and it's this, it's this joyous, awesome time together when we're filled up with the Lord and we're so excited. And then it prompts us and it propels us, it catapults us to go out and be a worshiper 24-7 in the way that we live our life. See, Christianity to me is much more than just a one-time big event. It's a lifestyle. That would have been a good point to say, amen, brother. That's a, that's a good word. I'm listening to you. That's right. I, that's right. We're, Christianity is not just one big event. It is, it is a bunch of events. It is, a, it is a lifestyle. We shine that way. We shine upward in worship. Secondly, we want to shine inwardly. Inwardly in what we call discipleship. And that means growing in our faith. Uh, we, we don't want to be spiritually anemic and immature. I, I, I don't want to go through life and be in my 50s, 60s, and 70s and yet be a, an adolescent in my Christianity. Well, how, do you, how do you prevent that from happening? Well, it takes intentionality. Like, like anything else, if you want to be a runner, you, you've got to run. You want to be an athlete, you've got to train. You want to be a public speaker, you've got to work at it. You've got to practice. You want to do good at your job, it takes effort, it takes intentionality. And that's the same way it is with Christianity. Now, don't misunderstand me. We don't work to become saved. We, we can't earn our salvation. But once we come into a relationship with Almighty God, man, it begins. And, and God wants us to grow and mature and to go from just being a member, if you will, of a church to full-blown maturity, to start our salvation, absolutely, but move to a point of sanctification. How does that happen? It happens through studying the Word of God, being accountable to one another, making much of your Christianity so that, so that you grow. And that's what we mean by Inward in discipleship. I, I tell you, somebody said it doesn't matter how high you jump when you're singing praise to the Lord. What matters is how straight you walk when you hit the ground. And I believe that. I believe there's a time for exuberance and joy. But man, I believe there's a time where we walk a walk that is different. That is a, not a spiritual snobbery where you look down your noses at people and say, well, I'm better than you. We're, we're not better than anybody. We're just in love with Jesus. We want to live a life, an attractional life. That is so exuberant, so contagious. And people look at us and go, man, what is the deal with you? What, what is going on? You say, well, I've got eternity in my heart. i got this joy in my life. And let me share it with you. And then thirdly and finally, to be a radiant church, not only shine upward in worship, inward in discipleship, but really a light is at its best when it's putting forth those rays, when it shines outward. And we do that here at Great Hills through evangelism, through missions, through ministry, through service. And so that's, that's, who we, that's who we are in a nutshell. We have this acrostic, this acronym that we've created called IKEA. And I'm, I'm just going to mention it to you. And I've got a whole page of notes that I wanted to just go through these and talk to you. But I'm going to expedite this. I want to go through this uh, rather quickly because this is the message I share with all of our new members. If you're interested in becoming a member at Great Hills, 
We ask you to go through what is known as our new members class, and I teach it. I love it. I love being able to teach you and share with you, and I will walk you through this Ikea. But just briefly, this is what it means. Remember what I said a moment ago, taking people from membership, just becoming cognizant, if you will, of Christianity and church, and, and moving you along to a place that you're not static and you're not just ossified and calcified and you're just kind of crumbling up and dying. Know that we're, we're helping you as a church to move along to the place of maturity. Remember this word, moving from salvation or the basics of knowledge and information and moving to a point where you're engaged in Christianity and eventually you become an advocate for the Lord. And that's what the IKEA is. You see, it's information at a base level, learning about Christ, learning about church. And where we as a church do this is we reach out to people all over the city. Uh, we are sharing with people information. This is an information religion, is it not? There's a basic cadre, there's a basic axiomatic body of material that you have to know to be a Christian. You have to know that there is a God and He is real. You have to know that there is a Messiah, Jesus, who died and arose from the dead. And you need to know there's a Holy Spirit that empowers you to live the Christian life. And we at Great Hills, we make much of all of that doctrine, all of that history, all of that New Testament, all of that Old Testament, and we, we share that information. Oh, church family, let me encourage you. There are people all over our city, 110 a day. 110 people a day moving to the greater Austin area. We were eating out the other night, my, my wife and my, our kids, and it's a local uh, Tex-Mex restaurant close to where we live. And Just a second. <coughs> and uh, I, I listened to the sermon last week in my pajamas as uh, the preacher was up here preaching about sharing your faith and and asking the waiter and the waitresses, hey, can we pray for you? And so, man, I was like, next time we go out to eat, we're going to do this again. And sure enough, I asked this young lady, I said, hey, we're, we're about to have our meal here. Is there, any, is there anything we can pray for you about? And she started laughing. You ever had that happen to you? You said, that's why I don't do stuff like that. That's why I don't put myself out there, because people laugh at me, and they just think I'm one of those holy rollers, and I just don't want to do that at all. Listen, she was laughing because she didn't know what else to do. It was a nervous laughter. Are you, are you with me? She was just, and she just started laughing. Her, her face got real, she started smiling. And I said, are you, are you okay? And she said, she said, yeah. And I said, well, well, tell me about yourself. And she quit smiling. She said, I have five kids, just separated from my husband. I just started this job. And she was so appreciative that we would pray for her. And not only did we pray for her, we gave her a big tip, Amen. I mean, give them a bunch of money. You say, well, 20%, mercy, that's a lot. Well, how about 30 40 50%? Do it. You'll bless them, and God will bless you. So anyhow, we, we gave her a little information about the church. We prayed for her, and it just reminded me, that's what we are to do as Christians. We are to have that basic information, that knowledge, share it. Oh, I'd love, and you may be here today, young lady. You, you and your five kids may be right here today. There's a lot of people here today, and I may not see you. But what we'd love for you to do is to move to a point of, salvation and growing in your relationship with Christ so that you are a mature follower of Jesus and now you're his advocate and you're our advocate at Great Hills. So that's who, that's who we are in, in a nutshell. Okay, you okay with that? Radiant Church, in, up, out, multi-ethnic, multi-generational, and uh, radiant. Okay, number two, 
Where have we been? What in the world have we been doing over the last um, 12 months or so? Let me shed this jacket right here, Ken, if you could help me. I got a new vest for, for Christmas. I want everybody to see it. Amen. So there it is. So, all right. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, I'm burning up in heat, so I wanted you to, to know that. But So where, where have we been? You know, probably my favorite Sunday of all Sundays is the first Sunday in December when hundreds of our people get to celebrate about where they've been in 2014, for example. Uh, you come up here and we give testimony. Mike Miracle, our missions pastor, does these brief little interviews. And it's so cool because we, we line up literally from that end of the stage all the way to that end of the stage. And if you're a pastor and your heartbeat is evangelism and missions, I want to tell you something. That's the greatest day of the year for you. Because it's just hard for me to contain my joy. It's what I've been preaching and what I've been pleading with you to do. You actually go out and do it. And we come up here and we celebrate it. And you heard some of the places we have been. Literally, places all over the globe. So that's where we've been. Where else have we been? Well, we've been busy as a church. Uh, we've been hiring new staff. We've hired a dynamic, wonderful student pastor named Daniel Van Cleve. Praise the Lord. He came on board with us. And February, is that right, Daniel? Around February, March is when he first started. And uh, we've also brought on a children's director, Jennifer Angle. And, and y'all may not know them as much, the Angles, but they're a great family. We're so blessed that she is working uh, in, on our staff with, with our children. Uh, Brother Corey Hatch, amen. We're grateful for Jennifer. Some other staff like Corey, uh, he is now our, our media minister, our media director, a young man. God is very much gifted and helps us in so many ways behind the scenes. You know, for us to do something like this on a Sunday, it takes a small army of people. I'm telling you, there are people that you cannot see on cameras, behind boards. There's a whole media suite, a room over here with people in it. And they're monitoring everything. They're transmitting everything live on, on the Internet. They're, they're, they're capturing everything, and they will condense it to a 30-minute television program that will be shown Literally, it could be seen by billions of people in, on this planet. And it all happens right here on a Sunday morning. We have an army of people. And by the way, we have been doing that. We have been broadcasting from right here, from Great Hills, and it's exciting. Brother Terry Hurt is going to keep doing our, our, our worship. He's also now our executive pastor. There will come a time where he will step out of the worship ministry and just do the executive pastor ministry. But that's on in the future because... Um, uh, we, we've got, some, we got a lot of things we, we got to do. We want to bring on a young adult pastor. We know we need that. We know we've been praying for that. We've seen God open doors, and as soon as he opens it, it seems like he just closes it. But I just want you to know we're still looking for that young adult pastor. Student ministry is exploding. We're going to have to bring on some help for Brother Daniel, an associate uh, student minister. And um, there's just lots of other things. But anyhow, that, that's kind of where, where we've been as a church, geographically, it's where we've been technologically, that's where we've been spiritually. But we've also been, and, and I get a chance to share this with you, is we have been doing a lot of analysis and evaluating where we are. I think every business, every corporation, every company, I, I believe the leadership, it is incumbent, it's imperative upon them 
sports team, businesses, whatever, and I don't think churches are excluded, when the leadership takes the onus of doing some hardcore evaluation. You know, who are we? Where we've been? Well, what have we been doing? And if what we've been doing, is it, is it effective? Is it helping you meet your core values and your goals? And so what we've done over the last 12, 13 months is we've been having numerous meetings. I've met with a group of men in our church. We call them the Fiscal Future Team. And it's a group of sharp businessmen from Great Hills, and we also meet with our lead team of pastors. And we have been evaluating. We have been studying our church and our campus, our facilities, our buildings, our debt, our bills, and everything about us. And we have been analyzing that. And I want to share with you in a few minutes some of the results that we have come to. But just to let you know where we've been We've been doing a lot of that and a lot of, of meetings and a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. Where else have we been? Well, we've been, we've been building marriages here. And we've been helping families. And I'm just so grateful to God for this. Uh, so many behind-the-scenes victories that you'll never know, you'll never see. But I know and I see. I see I've seen marriages literally saved by God. Literally rescued from the precipice of divorce. It's, a, it's an amazing story. So I'm, I wish I could share more with you. Our Thrive ministry, it's our marriage ministry. We'll kick it off again this Friday night. Hey, listen, if you're married and you want to invest in your marriage a little bit, why don't you come? We'll have, we'll have many people. That great hall will be full of couples. We just come together and we eat a meal. We hear great teaching on marriage. Also, we continue to have the best counselor in the state of Texas. He's on our staff. Uh, amen. Kyle Miller, we give a shout out to Kyle. He's continuing to help uh, not only families and couples, but individuals, and we appreciate his ministry. And we've also have things like soulmates, where we're helping newlyweds and uh, almost weds, and uh, it's, it's a great ministry, soulmates, that Nate teaches. And we also have intimate encounters. And we also noticed in the bulletin today, I tell you, I'm, I'm the pastor, but I'm learning something new every day about our church, our love and respect. Uh, that's going to be taught in, in a marriage enrichment class called Love and Respect. So lots of good things happening. I finished my book. Many of you have purchased it, and I appreciate it. It helps us with our television ministry. It's called Modern Families, Vintage Values. And so we finished that up last year and had it published. And so Great Hills has been doing a lot for families, and I'm grateful. Secondly, uh, let me give you some ministries that have happened and continue to do so well. It's called Radiant Friends, and it's a ministry to Alzheimer's patients. Every Tuesday at Great Hills, we have, a, we have a band, an army of senior adults, and they take in Alzheimer's patients. Now, we're not a medical facility, but we are a church that loves people. And what we do in, in this team, Barbara and James Cross and your team, is an amazing job. They bring them in. They play dominoes with them. They feed them. They just have a good time. And it allows their caregivers to go and buy groceries. It allows them just some downtime. And it is one of the best things that Great Hills is doing. It's a phenomenal ministry that not many people know about, but I get to brag about it at least this once a time during the year. And I thank you guys for what you're doing. It's called Radiant Friends. And my mom, having died from Alzheimer's, it's a very special place in my heart, and I appreciate it. Some other things we're doing, our Life Bridge ministry, uh, teaching English as a second language, and life skills, fantastic. Nancy Gibbs and her, I mean, just volunteer-based, doing a phenomenal job doing that. Let me mention some other things, such as Celebrate Recovery, Divorce Care, 
grief classes, benevolence, and on and on. All of those things have happened, and they are currently happening at Great Hills. I know we meet primarily on Sunday, but we meet a lot of other times uh, during the week. Uh, God blessed us with a great vacation Bible school. It was phenomenal. I look back, I think it was the best one we've ever had. I mean, it, it was an amazing week. Young kids gave their life to Christ. Uh, we had fun. We laughed. We celebrated. And uh, it, it was a great, a great week. Speaking of our kids, there's a couple of things uh, that we're going to launch out in, in the next few weeks. I want to share these with you. <coughs> Whenever I cough like that, I mean to turn this thing off. Reminds me when I was flying in an F-15 fighter jet. This is a true story. And when I was flying in that F-15 fighter jet in the back seat, the pilot said, now listen, you're going to get sick. And when you do your business, turn off the microphone. I'd flip it off, throw up, flip it back on, and just take off. It It wasn't a simulation thing. It was an F-15 fighter jet. Fun stuff. Where was I? Oh, I'll try to remember to turn it off when I, when I cough. If I don't, just, just, just bear, uh, bear with me. So, so a couple of things we're, we're looking at doing in, in our children's ministry. We're going to do a big, we're calling it egg extravaganza. It's on April the 4th. It's a Saturday before Easter Sunday, April 5th. And we're going to have just a big old community-wide Easter egg hunt. Now listen, we've got a great campus for this. We've got trees everywhere. We've got the crevices and places. And so we're going to do a big Easter egg hunt. We're going to share the gospel with kids. And I'm looking forward to that. And by the way, we're going to be asking you all for help. So won't you help us out? We're going to try to, uh, at the end of this month, we're going to try some children's worship. And try to give some opportunities for kids to engage in some worship with other kids. And, and you'll hear some more about this. We're excited about this, especially for, you know, for young families that maybe not used to coming to church. And, 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 and they don't know how to maybe handle their kids in church. And they'd say, man, you, you think you could help us and let them worship and, and, and so I can focus and concentrate? So we've heard that. And we're going to try that, okay? We're, we're going to try to provide some of those ministry opportunities for our kids to have children's. The old nomenclature's children's church or children's worship. We're going to try to do uh, some of that in 24. You know, it's hard for me to talk about where we've been without giving in to the temptation of where we're going. And by the way, that's a good thing. It always helps if the pastor of the church is excited about the church. I just, just want you all to know that, by the way. There are a lot of pastors that just have jobs, and they're not excited about what God's doing in their church. But I tell you, I am, and I'm thrilled to death of some of these other things of where we've been. We had a great Christmas season, a wonderful Great Hills Christmas program. Listen, if you missed that on a Sunday night, you missed something amazing. Those guys blew it out for months. They worked. The orchestra was jam-packed. It was amazing. The choir loft was full, the band, and it was a worshipful night. Our Christmas Eve service, we had a Sunday morning crowd these are some of the victories. Let me share some more with you. Where we've been. You gave $4.9 million last year to this church. That's a lot of money. You know what? $4.9 million. That's more than I've ever seen in the five, almost five years that I've been here uh, as your pastor. What would you do with that money, Brother Danny? Well, here's some of the things we did with it. We gave $681,000 to Compass Bank for our indebtedness. And that's part of our budget as we pay off our debt uh, with our budget. 440000 of those dollars were given uh, toward missions. Now, our budget for this year is going to be 
a little bit less than last year, but we've, we've budgeted for more missions than we did last year. And that, that excites me. I'm thrilled. Now, this is a large campus, and it takes, it would shock you to know what it costs just to run a campus like this. The electricity, the, the air conditioning, you know, the heating, the, the lights, the whole thing. It's expensive. But listen to this. We brought in $125,000 more than we spent last year. And that's a wonderful thing. So thank you. I, I commend you for that. God bless you. Thank you. So that's a little bit of who we are and where, uh, where we've been. Now the next few minutes, it's 11.57. Listen, kickoff is about to happen. Do not look at your iPads, all right? Do not look at your iPhones. It's all right. Just DVR and just tape it, you know. And if you forgot, I give you the permission to take your phone out. And if you got ATT like I do, U-verse, you can tape it right now, okay? So just go ahead and push tape and keep listening because we're almost done. Where are we going in the future as a church, by God's grace, I've got seven things. Don't be nervous. Seven, I'll go quickly, all right? Seven things what I want to see us accomplish this year. Number one, preeminently to me, what's near and dear to my heart, is throughout 2015, this book will continue to be on display at Great Hills Baptist Church. We're going to continue to teach this book. We're going to be a people not just talk about the Bible. We're going to study the Bible. I'm going to start next Sunday, expositional, exegetical, verse by verse, through the book of, anybody know what book we're The book of Revelation. That's right. We only made it through nine chapters last year. And so we'll start with chapter 10 next Sunday morning. Can't wait. I'm excited about starting Revelation chapter 10, verse 1. And we'll teach. Not only will we do that, but in Bible life, we'll be teaching the Bible. We'll be studying the Scripture in small groups. And all of our other small groups, uh, from divorce recovery to grief classes to precept to other, they all are centered on Scripture. And that's so vitally important. And I'm so proud of our church that we love God. We love His book and we try to live it without being pharisaical or mean-spirited. But we, we confess when we're wrong and we say, God, please forgive us and help us do all that we can to make the name of Jesus, His name, and make His fame renowned. And the best way we can do that is through teaching uh, this book. Now, throughout the year, we're going to have uh, special services. For example, um, we'll depart from Revelation and we'll do specific times or series or, or special guests. For example, March the 1st, teenagers, y'all right? Y'all know what's happening March the 1st? Okay, so let me, let me tell you what's happening March the 1st, all right? Y'all are having this divergent disciple now. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's right, wake up, amen. And uh, Shane Pruitt's going to be preaching March 1st, phenomenal preacher. J.J. Weeks, the J.J. Weeks band, you've heard them. I was listening to them on the radio this morning, driving in on K-Love. I was like, J.J. Weeks is going to be at Great Hills March the 1st. It's going to be a great, a great day. Listen, we're going to have Tim Hawkins back March the 7th. He'll be up here in all of his humor. He's hilarious. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a Saturday night. And uh, this place will be packed. There'll be 24 to 2,500 people at Great Hills to hear Tim Hawkins because he's ridiculously funny. Also, we got another funny guy coming, Dennis Swanberg. Uh, he's going, I hear that. Oh, y'all know him, don't you? June the 28th, 
we're going to have our big VBS celebration where the kids are going to come. They're going to do their program that they did all week. It's going to be phenomenal. And then Swanberg is going to get up for about 10, 15 minutes and share. We're going to laugh, have a good time. Then we'll go outside and we'll have all these games and fun celebration as families. And then that night at 6 o'clock, he's going to do a whole concert, a whole whatever Swan does. It's, it's funny. And especially people my age and a little older, we, he, is, he is hilarious. And so those are some fun things that we're looking forward to in 2015. Number two, uh, 78759. 78759 is our zip code, and we're going to put more effort and dollars and energy in reaching our zip code. One of the things we're going to be doing, listen to this, this is going to bless you. Uh, thank you, Ross Hartsfield. I tell you, Ross is a tenacious man. When he gets something on his mind, it's going to come to fruition because he starts praying about it and things just start happening when Ross starts praying. And so we, we're going to adopt a school. We're adopting Jollyville Elementary School off McNeil Avenue, right real close to us. It's 78729, but that's okay. It's close enough, all right? I met with the principal, and I met with him at the end of the year. He is ecstatic. He's thrilled that our big church is going to adopt his little school, and we're going to have an opportunity to love on that community. Listen, guys, they opened the door for us. And I asked the principal, I says, okay, if I pray for us right now? He says, absolutely. He said, please do. So we prayed, and I tell you guys, I don't know what all is going to happen with that Jollyville Elementary School in 2015. I just know we're going to have a big part in it. We're going to get to minister. We're going to get to do some mentoring. We're going to get to do some just some fun stuff for that school. And I'm excited. I'm very much looking forward to that. Here's some other things we're going to continue to do. We are going to uh, number three, all right? Oh, by the way, before I get to number three, let me just give a little shout out to some of these things that I'm talking about and during the course of the year. If, if it excites you and, and you get a little bit, you know, ramped up about what God's doing in your church, would you talk about it? One of the best and free ways that you can, excuse me, talk about it is through what? Social media. How many of you are on Facebook? How many of you have a Facebook account? A bunch of you do. How about Twitter? How about Instagram? I see that hand. This little girl got so excited. She went, ooh, ooh, yeah, I'm there. Hey, listen, if, if you hear something cool that's going on in your church, why don't you take a minute and listen, if you don't know how to do this, ask Daniel Van Cleve, all right? This guy can do it. I mean, it's, he does a great job with it. And Terry Hurt, they do a phenomenal job of just building excitement, momentum. Listen, you know, we've got over a million people in, in Austin. A lot of them don't even know what, what we are. They don't even know what we do. They, they just know we have this big building. And, man, if we just start getting the word out there, sharing and just talking about bragging on Jesus, bragging on what he's doing in our church, hashtag, yeah, whatever it is we're doing. And it'll be people will get the word. We're going to continue our reaching our unengaged, unreached people group. This is a group in South Asia. I'm about to go back over there in a few weeks with our missions pastor. And we are, guys, we are getting close. Uh, we are spending thousands upon thousands of dollars in helping a group of people. They've never even heard the name of Jesus. And so we are going and we are pouring time, effort, energy, personnel. And we, our goal, our goal 
before Jesus comes again is to see a church planting movement among this people in India who, I'm not supposed to say that big name, but anyhow, in South Asia with billion people, we're, we're going. In Great Hills, there's coming a day. It may take until we get to heaven. You're going to say, I had no idea. Our church was involved in such a cutting-edge ministry. I'm serious, guys. Mike Miracle, we need to just rise up and call him blessed. Y'all just don't know the effort, the energy, the work that it's taking for us to pull this off. And it's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. We're also going to continue working in Toronto. We have a church plan up there. We want to continue to minister, send teams. Speaking of church planting, man, I want to plant a church here. I'd love for us to plant a church, a great hills radiant church north or south or whatever, and to see us do some a church plant, to do more in missions, and, and whether it's global, international, or local, or North America, whatever, we're going to continue uh, uh, to do it. Speaking of that, April 8 through 12, whoo, 8 through 12, remember that day. Big, big day. Big days. We're going to have our global impact celebration start Wednesday, climax on Sunday. It's going to be phenomenal. I wish I had time to tell you about the speakers that we have been securing, the people that absolutely amazing. You're going to come to that. You'll want to. All right, number four. We're going to continue on this journey of paying our debt. Okay? Every month we write a check for $56,000 to Compass Bank. That's our house payment. Now, that's everything. I mean, we own 30 acres, 260,000 square feet of property here in one of the most amazing cities in the world and one of the most amazing locations. Thank you, preacher, for having a vision to come out of the south just a little bit and move up here. They tell me when y'all got here, there was nothing up here. There was just a bunch of woods, you know, and a few roads. Now, look at the, look what we're enjoying because of visionary leadership. And so we praise the Lord for what we have, all right? And we're paying for it. And we're seeing God chip away, help us chip away at that debt. And number five, this one's going to take me just a little longer because six and seven will not take me quite as long, okay? I told you earlier we have been uh, analyzing and researching and looking at ways that we can update, beautify, remodel, this great campus that God has given us. And what we're, what we're doing is we're calling this building vision. And over the next few years, you're, you're going to hear a whole lot about it, and you're going to see it. You can see it in your envelopes, even in the pew in front of you. It'll say tithes, missions, and building vision. And what we want to do, and listen to me carefully, because I'm running a huge risk of being greatly misunderstood. So listen to me carefully. We're not borrowing any money, Okay. Every bit of this, we're going to raise cash, good old hard, cold cash, and then we're going to pay for it, and then we're going to enjoy it. Okay? Just so to show you all know. So how much are we going to go in debt on building vision? Y'all help me. Zero. All right? So you say, well, what, what are we going to do? Man, this is exciting. I even brought some pictures. And before you show the picture, let me, let me tell you what we've been doing. Uh, I'm just going to exhale for a minute. I don't talk a lot about it, but I want you to know this has been the most busy year of my life. It really has. Because what we're about to show to you, it, it, just, it just takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, lots of prayer, some fasting, seeking the Lord. Thank you for allowing me to cast this vision before you. Okay, It's called Building Vision, and it's going to include buildings A, B, and C. 
And we're, we have gone through with architects, with general contractors, with specialists. We have gone through every nook and cranny of these 260,000 square feet. And they've given us a proposal. They've given us a bill. We just got the numbers like two or three days ago. And I'm glad you're sitting down. I promise you, you would guess and it would be double whatever you guessed it would be. Now, what I mean by building A, just go, if you've been in our bathrooms in building A, you know we need lots of help, lots of work, lots of renovation, uh, paint and lighting and so forth. Come on over here to building B, which is this sanctuary. There's some amazing things we can do in our sanctuary with lighting and audiovisual and staging and, and carpet and, and seats and all those things. Keep going with me to building C. And let me start with building C. Phase one, here's what I'd like for us to be able to do. Let, let me show you the first picture. Phase one, building C, which is the children's building on the ground floor, we're going to create an entry, a welcome entry point to Great Hills Baptist Church because we don't have one. Uh, we've, got, we've got about 100 entry points. Y'all with me? I mean, people walk around and say, how do you get in this church? Well, I'll just go this way, you know, and that's great. And by the way, just because we're creating this, if you're over here in building A, doesn't mean you have to walk all the way around <laughs> to building C. All right, you, you go on and do your deal. But what we want to do is when you come in, uh, for example, I'm coming in from the atrium, I'm not the atrium, the, the overhang, you know, the, the carport area, and I'm walking in, and there's a welcome desk, and I'm taking a left, and I'm walking through that corridor, and there that is. And it's going to be expanded. It's, all of this is, is, it just looks absolutely amazing. And then when you get to the corner there, right when the, where the library is, this is what it's going to look like. It's what we're proposing it could look like. This is a fellowship commons area. It's a place where our people can come and just hang out. Listen, if you're in building A or B, I'm sorry, but you've got to go all the way to C upstairs to Holy Grounds to get your coffee. We're going to help you with that. We want to create this commons area, this fellowship area. We're going to relocate our library, and we're going to use this space. And if you'll notice in the back of that, there's some glass doors, whatever. It opens up to the patio, and there'll be furniture out there and a big old fan. And that's going to be phase one. Now, by the way, I don't know how long it would take us to do all of these things. I hope that I'm alive when we're able to do all these things. I mean, really. But you got to have a vision, amen? you gotta have a, you got to have something you're, you're reaching forward. Now, just phase one, which would be this entry, this welcome area, and this uh, coffee house, coffee shop, commons area. Anybody want to take a guess what that costs? It's not cheap. That's about, oh, I got it wrote down. Let me make sure I get it. $784,000. That's what it costs to do that. And um, that's phase one. Maybe I'll just stop there because it only gets worse. Okay, it gets, When you go to B and C, it just gets really, really large. But, but uh, well, speaking of the worship center, here, here's what we've been looking at with Paragon 360. Let me let, me let you look at the first the worship center, some of the darker tones, you can do some amazing things with it, but we're going to still, we're trying to preserve some of the, uh, some of the stone, try to add, you know, some lighting and seating and audiovisual and so forth. And Paragon, by the way, they're the, they're the folks that have helped develop uh, churches like Prestonwood and First Dallas, my former church out in uh, Virginia, Liberty Baptist Church, they did the whole staging and, and sanctuary there. This reminds me of about 20 years ago when you guys did this. 
Does anybody remember? When this was built, this was a, this was a cutting-edge facility. I mean, you look around at this stage, and you look at what Preacher and you guys put together. This, was, this is amazing, and we've blessed with it, and it's just time that we update it a little bit and just, just I won't say improve it, but just the lighting and the audiovisual and the staging and just spruce it up, and that's uh, building that's building what we call B. That is the sanctuary. Let's look at a couple more pictures of what it looked like. You can do all kinds of things with the lighting. Keep moving the next one. Uh, that's a side view. And then the third one is there's some panels in the back. What we can do is uh, seat 2,400 people. We have about 800 people in here. So what we can do is we can enclose it a little bit, give a little more. Never, ever underestimate the power of a packed house. And never underestimate the power of of empty spaces. Just remember that. Okay, just remember that. And listen, we're not just throwing this out at you without any research. I'm talking about months and months of listening, church consultants, and so forth. And so we can pull it in, and when we grow, we can lift it up and we can expand it out again. So that alone is $2.2 million, just, just to tell you, okay? And then to do everything, now this is the original bid. We just got these the other day, is $8.3 million to do everything on our campus here at Great Hills. I'm glad you're sitting down. When I first got that number, I was like, I passed out. The emergency people came to me. They resuscitated me. I'm just kidding. But listen, guys, it's, it's, a, it's a vision. It's a future of what, what we can do. And uh, did I hear you say, Brother Danny, we're not going to borrow any money to do any of that, and we're not. We're just not. So we're going to raise the money, and we're just, we're just going to do it. Number six. Wow, is this some exciting news. Part of these meetings that we've been involved in and the church voted on this, I think it was, no, I think it was unanimous. Was it unanimous when we voted on the ground lease? It was, it was unanimous. That we're going to search out for a business uh, that's compatible with Great Hills and we want to ground lease this corner lot where the sign is, the two and a half acres, and I just got to tell you guys, we are seeing God do absolute miracles with this. I can't tell you because we're at the final negotiation phase with this thing, with lawyers and companies and all that, but we're really, really close. Met with our trustees right before, right after, right before Christmas. They're very excited about it. They've signed off on it. And it's going to be a money-making thing for Great Hills Baptist Church. It, and I'm talking about a ground lease that will bring us hundreds of thousands of dollars every year for 50 years. Pray that it happens. We're close. We are so close to seeing this happen on a piece of land that we're not doing anything with, and we're very, very close. You say, you have been busy, Brother Danny. We have. We're giving our heart, our soul, our very life for Great Hills Baptist Church. I want to give to you not only the gospel, But I want to give you my life. And it's taken my life. And I'm glad to do it. Because I believe, I believe in you. If you stayed here through the change and through what we've tried to accomplish, you're not a chicken. You are a pig. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. A chicken... It don't cost a whole lot to give that egg, but a pig with some bacon, you got to die, okay? You know what I'm saying? You're a, you're a pig. 
and I pastor some, some pork, amen. So we, you are here, and I appreciate it, and I'm with you until, oh, I want to see it happen. Until Jesus comes, I want to see these great things happen. I think number seven, let me give it to you real quick. Oh, number seven is, I don't know what all God's going to do, but it's going to be fun, okay? I just got to give room for God just to do anything he wants to do. So if you'd bow your heads and close your eyes, we'll pray together and we'll be dismissed in just a minute. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening. Thank you for drinking uh, water from a fire hydrant uh, this morning. No, it's a lot of data, a lot of information. But we're excited, church family. We're looking forward. We're grateful for what God has done. We're grateful for what he's doing. And we're grateful for what we believe God will do in this place and through this place in 2015 and beyond. You may be here today and you'd say, well, that's exciting. Uh, man, I, I tell you, i got to go back to the basic axioms of the faith. What was that you were talking about, the basic material I need to know? Yes, you need to know that God loves you. He's madly in love with you, created you. But you and I are sinners and we need forgiveness. We need the grace of God. Would anybody dispute that? I don't think so. We're all fragile. We're all broken. We all need forgiveness. And our God is a forgiving God. He's a God of second and third and hundredth chances. You say, well, what do I need to do to experience this grace and love? You need to ask the Lord to say, God, I believe you're real. And I, I need you. I believe that Jesus is the answer. And that his death on the cross was for my sins. And I believe it all. And I trust you. And I give you my life. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. That means your life will be changed your eternal destiny will be forever secured in heaven. And the Bible also says, my favorite scripture in all the Bible says, Romans 10, 9, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. We make that commitment to Christ. And I invite you to do that today. Some are here today and you're looking for a church home. You're looking for a place where God would lead you and you can link your life. We invite you to come. Be a part of what God is doing here. And then finally, I... I don't do this as much as I should, but let me, let me just issue this call right quick. One of the things, thank you, Lord, that we have been blessed, beyond blessed over 2014 is to see God call people from our church into ministry. And some of their names and faces are coming up, and for security reasons, I can't mention some, but others, I see you out here today, and I'm just so incredibly proud of you. You may be here today and you'd say, well, Brother Danny, I know that's me. I know I need to give my life to vocational ministry and to serve the Lord and to go wherever he tells me to go. And I want you to know we will help you. We will encourage you in that endeavor as you surrender to the call of God on your life. So, Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for Great Hills Baptist Church. Thank you, Lord, for our past. Thank you for our legacy. Thank you, God, for what you have done. Lord, thank you for what you're doing. And we just pray now, God, that you would crown our labors with your favor, with your success. Lord, I pray that you would grow us in 2015. I pray that you would continue to grow us numerically and spiritually and financially. And, and God, just grow us deep in the things of God. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? We're going to have a time of consecration, just a time of dedicating to the Lord. If you would, hang in here with us for just a couple more minutes. Terry's going to lead us, and man, our altar is open. If you want to come and pray, if you want to 
become a member of our church, you want to, more importantly, become a member of the kingdom of God. We're, we're here for you. We love you. We want to help you. We'll sing just a couple of minutes, and if no one comes, we'll be dismissed. But I do invite you. We invite you to come, even now, as we sing.